On the 20th of August, 2022, if you were by the docks or out on the water of Lake Louisville, you might have heard a cacophony of vibrant songs in a unique language. These songs were sometimes riotously joyful, sometimes melancholy, but always evocative. If you looked out to the river, you would have seen dancers, singers, and revelers adorned in embroidered vishivankas and flower crowns of yellow and blue, celebrating through dance and song on a small party boat. These were a few of the many Ukrainian-Americans of North Texas, some of whom are brand new to the Dallas-Fort Worth area, some of whom have been here for 40-plus years. Among the many things that tie Ukrainian Texans together, one of the most significant is music. The joyful scene on the boat was a celebration of the Ukrainian Declaration of Independence from the Soviet Union in 1991. As a folklorist exploring the Ukrainian community here in Dallas-Fort Worth, I attended this and many other events hosted by the Ukrainian Cultural Club of Dallas as well as the Ukrainian American Society of Texas. These are the two premier organizations dedicated to preserving and celebrating Ukrainian culture in North Texas. Like many other attendees, I often arrived in my grandmother's vishivanka and traditional beaded jewelry. One thing you'll notice if you attend these events is that music almost always plays an indelible role in each get-together. In fact, you'll most likely hear the musical stylings of the Veselka folk singers of Dallas, an ever-growing group of passionate Ukrainian musicians who bring the beauty of the Ukrainian language to North Texan listeners through song. The word Veselka means rainbow. Among the permanent members are Evgen, Natalia, Valentina, Rudy, and their leader and founder, Oksana. I had the opportunity to speak to Natalia Hayes, one of the founding members of the Veselka Singers. She was born in the city of Kharkiv in the 1980s. Basically, it was part of Soviet Union at the moment, and in 1991, I was a young girl who saw how this uh, gigantic country came apart and Ukraine became independent. So I was witnessing all this and right now I'm proud to be Ukrainian-American. Even I'm living here in Texas now, I, I'm very proud I'm, I have these roots from Ukraine. Perhaps unsurprisingly, one of the main things that brought her into the Ukrainian-American community here in North Texas was music changing event was a Ukrainian Christmas concert. It was kind of like public event and someone told me, so organizer of this event, she's also from Kharkiv, Aksana Toporina. At this moment we met first time and from this day we become like good, good friends here and afterwards we create a lot, a lot together. I become part of Veselka Ukrainian folk group here almost every Saturday singing in her house. She organized this group. We all just regular people who just join, you know, music and Ukrainian songs. And we're still doing this fall this year. I asked Natalia what folk music meant to her as a Ukrainian Texan, and she shared a passionate anecdote with me. 
lately uh, one song stuck in my head and I'm singing it all the time because Oksana Belazir, it's Ukrainian like national artist. She's singing longer than me exist in this world. But I organized her event here. It was charity event. We collect money for Ukraine. And I heard this song and it stuck with me. And I'm, you know, constantly singing. But before one of her songs, it was my favorite. I was even take classes to, you know, with private lessons to, to learn how to sing it right. And it's like, but I'm Ukrainian girl. I'm Ukrainian. And every time I was singing this song, I was crying. So I take lessons and I say, can you help me? Like, I want to sing this song one day on the stage, but I'm always crying because it's very emotional. It's very, you know, deep in, especially right now. And afterwards, war starts and it was a chance for me to organize event for her. I did it first time in my life. I never did this before. In addition to the talented singers and musicians of the Veselka group, we also have a group of gifted Ukrainian accordionists, violinists, tambourine players, cellists, and bandura players here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Meet Kristia Jeremez, a founding member and treasurer of the Ukrainian American Society of Texas. I spoke with Kristia in her ranch-style home in Little Elm, which is ornately decorated with pisanki, which are artfully painted traditional Ukrainian Easter eggs, traditional artwork, embroidered tapestries, and, of course, vintage Ukrainian instruments. One of the most remarkable instruments I saw was the trembita, a unique solid wood wind instrument that was listed in the Guinness World Records as the longest musical instrument in the world. Shepherds in the Carpathian Mountains used the trembita to communicate with each other and send messages from hilltop to village. I tried to blow into the massive instrument and couldn't quite manage to make a sound, but Christia certainly could. She came to Texas in the late 70s and created the Ukrainian-American Society of Texas almost 40 years ago. It all started with a bumper sticker. So I arrived in Texas late 70s, early 80s. Wanted to reconnect with Ukrainian community but couldn't find anybody. There was nothing really created or organized. And so little by little, I had a little bumper sticker that said, Honk if you're Ukrainian. It was really strange, but... <laughs> Surprisingly, people honked. There was an international festival in downtown Dallas called the Dallas International Festival, and I decided to join that and visit it, met other Ukrainians, and then my family and I decided to participate and actually represent Ukraine. So eventually met more Ukrainian people that way and, and started the Ukrainian organization. However, she's been involved in the Ukrainian-American community since childhood. The daughter of immigrant parents, Christia spent her early life in a small suburb outside of Philadelphia, where she lived close to the local Ukrainian church. I grew up in Pennsylvania in a small little suburb outside of Philadelphia and literally lived a block away from the church, the Ukrainian church. I learned Ukrainian on Saturday morning, and that was in addition to going to American school Monday through Friday. And I would do Ukrainian Girl Scouts Saturday afternoon, and then Ukrainian choir. It wouldn't be long until she discovered the Ukrainian national instrument, the bandura. The bandura is a unique lute-zither hybrid that has been played by Ukrainians since medieval times. Its delicate yet powerful sound enchanted Christia. I joined a little Ukrainian orchestra and started out playing the mandolin and then saw the bandura 
and thought, God, I'd love to learn how to play that. That's Ukrainian. That's a Ukrainian instrument. Finally, the teacher or the, the one in charge of our orchestra brought one home, and she learned how to play it and then taught me how to play it. Shortly after that, within about a year, I started traveling to Philadelphia because there was actually a larger orchestra of Bandura players. And so I joined their group and performed in different places. Many say that the Bandura embodies the voice and soul of Ukraine. Christia seems to agree. Ukrainians were using the, well, it was the lute, then the kobza, and then the bandura from the you know medieval times so it's an extension of who ukraine is and so maybe it's a connection that i think you know it's it's something to say again you know you're reaching into your culture when christia first moved to north texas she was the only bandura player that she knew of however after getting involved in the ukrainian american community here she would soon meet Mark Krazy. Mark is another treasured Ukrainian-American musician here in North Texas. He is also a professor of mathematics at the University of Texas at Arlington. I grew up in Avon, Connecticut. Pretty good, sizable Ukrainian community there. So I was kind of immersed in the culture there. We spoke Ukrainian at home. That was, you know, it was always poyakomu, you know, which means like by, by what time? Or like that type of that type of thing. I think from age four, we used to attend Ukrainian school actually on the weekends. So on Saturday, it was like a Saturday school. We had a little parochial school. So from nine to one, we would everything was total Ukrainian immersion. Ukrainian history, culture, religion, literature, geography, even. We spoke a little bit about Mark's performance at the Stand with Ukraine benefit in Dallas in May 2022, when I first heard Mark play the bandura on stage. If somebody needs a Bandura player, I'm usually the guy they call. I, I, and I'm always happy to play, for, especially for something like that. You know, it feels, I don't want to say obligated, but it's, it's needed. Of course, Mark is referring to that which is on the minds of all Ukrainian Americans and Ukrainians, the brutal Russian invasion, which commenced in February 2022 and is still continuing as of September. He spoke to the necessity of music and Ukrainian advocacy, as well as its long-term role in cultural preservation among Ukrainian-Americans. Karashevchenko is like the main, you know, heralded poet. A lot of his, you know, poetry has been turned into music. And, and that's some of the, the songs I play are definitely, you know, well, they just, you start with a poem and then you, you make the music to match. And those songs, like, you, if you grow up in the Ukrainian community, you just, you just kind of know those songs. You know, it's like, Yakumru. It's like, when I die, bury me on the step in a free Ukraine, you know? And it's like next to the Dnepr River and you can hear the roar of, of the, the waters. And a lot of the Ukrainian ones, they, they tend to be kind of patriotic ones. And so when you, when you have concerts and so on, you hear those things again and again, you kind of remember it's meaningful to me and I need to help. Traditional music is the life and soul of Ukrainians. On May 23, 2022, the Prime Minister of Estonia said, Estonians are a same nation, so are Ukrainians. Singing means freedom and gives freedom. Indeed, Ukrainians are, on the whole, a very musical people. Christia and Natalia echoed these sentiments. We are a singing nation. Everybody would sing. You would sing as a group, going to work, coming home. You would sing for weddings. You would sing for different times. Like, again... Easter is a 
big, very big holiday for Ukrainians, and a lot of singing in church. A lot of liturgical songs were sung around a certain period of time, just like at Christmas, just like at Easter. So yeah, singing everywhere. Ukrainians are singing in the battlefield. Ukrainians created songs in the battlefield. Um, the national anthem has become such a recognized song because in the face of death, the Ukrainians will sing the national anthem. In the face of Russia, they will sing the national anthem, you know? Natalia agrees and adds that contemporary folk music is adding to the legacy of Ukraine and the nation's struggle to maintain cultural and political freedom. Sooner now, they create new music, new songs, new... And do you know what I understand? I'd say right now, it's like goosebumps, because I understand what they created right now in this hardest time for probably any nation. And I understand in 100 years or 200, someone will sing the song which was created when we are all witnessing this. It just... And I feel like music can do a lot. Ukrainian songs, whether they are sung or instrumental, tell about the history of our people and about their landscape, dictate ethics and describe rules of social life, and encourage bravery and resilience in the midst of seemingly insurmountable circumstances. They are cultural treasures that are being preserved at home and abroad from Kiev to Dallas. This episode was hosted and directed by Kelsey Lee, a 2022 Community Folklife Fellow. The Folklorist Next Door is brought to you by Texas Folklife. Our technical producer is J.A. Strub. Our executive producer is Janelle Ramirez. You can learn more about the fellows and their projects at texasfolklife.org. This project is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts.